Welcome to the Grits. Love doing this show. I'm Digit Murphy. I'm here with a wonderful guest, Alexis Moed from, believe it or not, she is the president of the Islanders Girls Elite Program here on Long Island. We're at Northwell Ice Center, Northwell Health Ice Center in Long Island. We're here right now. Alexis, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? She's good. She's she's loving being here. She loves being on podcasts. She's a woman of many words, right? Of course. Of course. She's, she's just agreeing with me now. So, Alexis, you and I have known each other a long time. Yes. Um, you graduated from Boston College, if I remember correctly, class of 03. We don't want to say how old we are. I mean, I'm class of 83, so I'm way old. Cornell. But uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. We love having you. Thanks for coming down to Long Island. I know. It's uh, quite the drive. We did the ferry. Yes. That was fun. Did the ferry from New London, came into wine country, drove down the other way, opposite of the traffic, I think. I yes. drove, what, west to east? East to west. Is that what west. I did? Oh, I drove east to west. You're right. God. If I, if I had driven west to east, I would have ended up in the ocean. That would have been bad. That's tomorrow when you go back. That's tomorrow when I go back. So, um, so we're here, and we just had some nice uh, evaluation of your kids, and, you know, we did a little see it, be it, little little education, you know, because I think you're really um, one of the people that if you can see it, you can be it. I mean, you've played uh, Division One hockey, now you're coaching, so congratulations and coaching, and now you're directing and coaching, right? You coach both teams. I just watch you on the bench twice. Yeah, I have the 16U and the 19U team, mm -hmm. but then I run the whole organization. So we have a 10U, a 12U, 14U, 16, 19 team. So you run all the organizations and you coach two teams. Yes. Unreal. Typical, typical woman. Does it all. Got to love it. Okay. Let's go back, though. Okay. okay. That's now. Let's go back in history. Let's go back in time. Let's. How did you start playing hockey? Because it had to be, what, in the 90s, right? Yeah. 90s? I, I started late. So I wasn't getting into hockey until I was about 12 or 13. Okay. And it was just something to do in the winter, just another rec sport to pick up. And uh, fortunately... Um, I did a clinic at Iceworks, which was the former practice facility of the Islanders. And one of the coaches at the clinic said, you know, to my parents, it looks like she's got something there. If you want to pursue it, I suggest you put her into some private lessons. And so um, that's really where it all began. I started training with him twice a week, all skill development and building more clinics and off-ice training. And it just progressed from there. And then I was playing for my school team with the boys and I played uh, prep school hockey with the boys, and um, as you know, I went and played with the Connecticut Polar Bears. You did. I recruited you there. I did get recruited, and uh, went from there. Well, so you're like hometown hero, right? You're from the area now. You're in here in the the New York Islanders practice facility, and you're the president of the girls program. How awesome! Come full circle. Yeah, it's strange. Like we practice Monday nights. Um, at that rink that I started skating at. Wow. And it's interesting. Sometimes I kind of can see myself at 12 and 13 right. struggling in the corner yep, to yep. develop my skills. And now here we are running a skills clinic for the girls. I know. And it's unreal because when you when you think about it, right, you didn't have a woman, a female role model as a coach because there probably were very few women back then, right? Yeah, all my coaches, um, really up until I got to college, and it was at that point, I, it was only my assistant coach that was a woman. I had male coaches or I had dads, but 
you know, fortunately, those those coaches that picked me up out of that clinic um, were very supportive of yeah. girls hockey, yeah. and um, I don't know how they knew the path I should take, but they were they good. Figured it out for yeah. you, yeah. And you know what's really cool? Like I'm I'm sitting here and been with your program uh, for a couple of days now, and it's just so heartwarming because you have other women, right? You mm-hmm. have uh, Frankie. Yeah, we have most most of our coaches. Now are name the coaches. We want to name them. Okay, so at Tenu we have Frankie Giamona, nice, and Jordan McKernan. Wait, now where did Frankie play? Frankie played at Cortland, nice. And Jordan graduated from our 19U team last year. She was one of our goalies. Sweet. So she's back working with our 10U. Okay. Um, at 12U we have Amanda Giselle who played for uh, Loyola. Nice. And we have Jim Bosenberg okay. who he played uh, goalie in the USHL. Perfect. long time ago. Mm-hmm. Now his son just graduated from Siena, so he's coming. little family yeah. thing going on. He's very on the, supportive. He's on the 12U team. And okay. um, at uh, at 14U, we have John McLaughlin, mm-hmm. whose daughter was in our program mm-hmm. a couple years ago, graduated out. She's playing at New Hampton right now. Nice. And um, he's mentoring Nick Bosenberg on that 14U team as mm-hmm. well. And at 16U, it's myself and Frankie. And at 19U, we have uh, Kristen Sandberg as my assistant, who is actually a pro softball player. Oh, wow. So it's so cool to see so many women. I mean, you know, and I'm, you know me, it never can happen soon enough. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's about time. And do you believe that if you weren't the director, that there would be as many women in the program as coaches and leaders? Um, I don't think so. I I mean, I've had a couple of parents come up to me and say that the players are taking huge inspiration from us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it creates a different environment, whereas, you know, I've coached boys teams in the past where I was the only female coach in the whole organization, and I end up adapting to the male coaches that are around me. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see our male coaches adapt Mm -hmm. to the women. And it's, it's a strange dynamic that the women and the and the and the men say it to us all the time and they accept it and they love it that the women are running this organization and they're in the supporting role where usually if you're a female and you get into coaching particularly down here on the island you're looking to coach for a boys organization right. and so right. now they're running the show and you're just following what they tell you to do yeah and, the, and you know i mean this it's so good for the young girls to see and the parents you know quite frankly you know i was talking to a few of them um, after one of the games and they're like they just love the fact that you know, you're female, you don't talk at them, you talk with them, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're just consistent and you're, you're right by the book and you do always do the right thing for the, for the young girls. And, and that's, what's important. And I'm not saying that guys don't coach like that, but I think when women coach women, it's a different vibe. It's a different feel. It's a little more nurturing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there are, there are exceptions, but yeah. you know, and I, I think and they I, really enjoy that. I, I think our male coaches have really paid attention to the women on staff yeah. Yeah. and how we relate to the parents, how we relate to the players. And usually when I do talk to the parents, I particularly the fathers, I like to remind them that for as much as they may know about their daughter and as much as they may know about hockey, because a lot of the dads in our program have played hockey themselves, Mm -hmm. the one thing that they'll never know is what it's like to be a 15-year-old girl hockey player. Mm -hmm. And that's where they really need to relinquish some of the control and some of the influence to the coaching staff because we've been there and we've played at all different levels, whether it's club, D3, D1, 
and we understand what the girls are going through. And that's something that I think uh, is difficult for most organizations to replicate within their staff. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So um, we're always talking about adversity on the grit. This is the grit is about being gritty and, you know, some punches in your face, you got to get back up and you just keep coming at them like Rocky. So do you have an adversity story you might be able to share with our listeners? Like something that happened to you, whether it was working as the only woman in, on the coaching or I don't know, in the locker room at Boston College, you have a story of adversity that you can share with our listeners. Well, I think developing and running this organization is a daily adversity test. <laughs> um, you know, I remember when I first started it, you had said to me, um, no one has ever achieved anything great without getting beat up in the process. Okay. And uh, especially, you know, we're four years into the program now, but especially that first year, um, there was only one organization, girls organization on the island. And for us to be the new kid on the block that was going to change the way the organizations were run, change the way that um, coaching was done here on the island. Not a lot of people took too kindly to that. And so there was that constant uh, barrage of trying to stop this organization from even existing. Um, The rumor mill was always, you know... uh, because it's a small island, right? It's like it's a, a little, it's a very small, small community. Island. Not a lot of people play hockey, right? Here. And it's it's tough to get that market share. Mm-hmm. And we were going after it and really challenging a system that had been pl- in place for twenty years, an awesome. organization that had been awesome. in place for twenty years. And um, you know, every day there was some some rumor <laughs> that was coming out to try and derail anyone who was interested in checking out our program. I mean, mm. they were saying that I was moving back to Boston, that the <laughs> Islanders were not in support. Do they of the know program. where you live? Do they know that you're from Long Island? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was going to find out one day that I, you know, I woke up and I, I was dead because they were, they were always coming up with something to distract any parent or player that was interested in this new program and this new philosophy. Wow, wow. And, you know, we've, We've definitely made tremendous strides in our numbers and in our staff over the last four years, but it still continues. Every yeah. every season is a battle to prove ourselves. No, but you guys, so in four years, though, you know, we were looking at the stats today. You went from like 20 kids to 100 or something like that? Yep. That first year, we started with a really small 12U team. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was only supposed to be one team. I was only supposed to do a 14U team. But then when parents started to hear about the organization, I had a lot of 12U parents say, well, can you do a 12U team as well? And you're like, yes. Yep. Because so it's about opportunity. We figured that if we could do it, we had the obligation to provide a choice to the players. Well, hats off to the Islanders organization for doing this too, you know, and for believing in you and the women. You yeah, have to I, give them some credit. I give the Islanders a lot of credit because I think not only have they been supportive, but the manner in which they've been supportive has been exactly what a girls program needs, which is hands off. Yeah. They they don't try to dictate our uh, our staff. They don't try to dictate how our education and, and the different opportunities that we provide for the girls, both with the on-ice training and the off-ice training. Mm-hmm. It's all just up to me and, and our coaches. Yeah, and think about it. You know, it's really cool when they do just say, okay, there you go, girls. Mm-hmm. Here's the money. Here's the budgets. Make it work. And magically, magically, after four years of grinding it out, you've grown. Magically. I wonder what else would happen if we, they were hands off to some of the women's stuff in sports. Well, and also too, I think they've done us a, a, a great service by not 
financially supporting the organization. They do what help. Mean by not, they have to support it. They they don't um, they don't float the organization. Got it. So we have to, or I had to create a uh, financial model that was sustainable, and I have to manage the budget every year. Mm-hmm. And we don't take handouts of that nature Got it. from the Islanders. And it's not like, you know, here's a nonprofit money or right. whatever. And, and you got to fundraise. That, and... I think that's the best thing for us because it forces us to stand on our own. Yep. And it, it forces us to run a faction of the Islander business that is a legitimate and, and solid portion of the overall rink business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're certainly very supportive with any marketing that we need, um, tickets to Islander games that kind of add that specialty flair that mm-hmm. this program has being so closely affiliated with an NHL right, right, club. Right. But um, having to stand on our own financially is really the best thing for I us. I think you're right. And, you know, and let's just like segue this into my favorite topic, which is women's professional hockey, you know, mm-hmm. and how we continue to bang our heads against the wall with this sustainable model, right? Yeah. And and you you said it, you know, how do you stand on your own two feet? How do you not put your hand out? Mm-hmm. You know, I think what's happening now with the PWHL and the NWHL and the EIEAOHL, like there's all this stuff going on. But at the end of the day, would you agree that women should be supporting other women and funding other women in the process and figuring out a sustainable model. Would you agree? You just did it. So I think you're going to say yes, but I'll let you answer the question. Yeah, I definitely agree because at some point, if you're always looking for support outside of your own business or outside of your own organization, you become reliant on that. And when you're reliant on it, I think sometimes that can translate into complacency mm-hmm. and you're not grinding it out every day and you're not trying to create... And who's controlling it? You're all... Right, that's true. You're always under that 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 wing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we need to be independent and we need to be strong. And sometimes the best way to achieve that independence and that strength is to just be let go. It's sink or swim. It's the grit. It's the grit. All right, well... Uh... I've, I've taken up a lot of your time. I so appreciate you being on the grit. You're an inspiration. You just, you grind it out. Like, you know what you are? You're the hedgehog, right? In the, in the good to great. You just, every day you get up, you put your helmet on and you go out and you fight. So, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the grit, Alexis. Give me five. This is all about giving five. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, this is Digit Murphy for Alexis Moed at the New York Islanders practice facility. Over and out. See you next time.